right, welcome everyone to the Top Diz. I'm your host, Ty. Today, I'm gonna be going over my top transportation within Disney World parks and also a few travel tips. So these are the top ways um, that I like to travel around Disney World. I'm actually gonna talk about all the ways to travel around Disney World and then I'm gonna give you what I prefer. But I'm gonna kinda go over the transportation within Walt Disney World, give you some travel tips, and then I'm gonna tell you what I prefer and uh, what I'd prefer with a lot of money and what I'd prefer um, on a budget. So I'm gonna go ahead and get started and talk about these different transportations within Walt Disney World. So just a few transportations that I'm gonna be talking about today. Number one, the Magical Express. Number two, the bus system. Number three, a personal car or a car. Four, the monorail. Five, the ferries. Six, the Skyliner. Seven, ride chairs. Eight, offsite hotel transportation. And number nine, your trusty, trusty old feet. So I'll go ahead and get started and talk about the Magical Express. If you don't know what the Magical Express is, if you book a reservation currently through Walt Disney World, at least through the end of the year. So in 2022, the Magical Express is going away. However, if you go before the new year, you can take Magical Express. And what that is, is it's a bus that picks you up at the airport. So if you fly in to Orlando, Magical Express will essentially take you to your resort and it actually takes your luggage. You don't even have to stop to get your luggage. When you get your resort at Walt Disney World, and this has to be a Walt Disney World resort, it cannot be an off-site hotel or non-Disney hotel, they will bring your luggage to your room. You don't have to touch it off the airplane and they transport you from the airport to your resort. Sounds amazing, right? Like, who would not want that? Well, there's a little bit of opportunity with the Magical Express these days. So the luggage piece is amazing. Like that part of the Magical Express is amazing. So if you're staying at a Disney resort, you check your luggage at the airport you're leaving from and never see it again until it's inside your room, um, which is fabulous. Like if you go to Disney World early in the morning, you can't even check into your room yet, and you decide you wanna to go to a park, like you can go straight to a park, and then when you come home later that night or that evening, your bags are in your hotel room for you. So it's pretty awesome. That piece of the Magical Express is fantastic. However, the buses currently have a little bit of an issue. Um, it's been tough, especially lately, like wait times have gotten um, exponentially long lately. And then also the buses make multiple stops at some for some resorts. So if you're staying at um, the All-Star Resorts or Pop, um, or if you're staying at Port Orleans, like you're going to end up uh, being on a bus for a little bit of time, especially if you're not that first stop for that bus. But unfortunately, people have been having to wait a long time when they get to the airport to get on that Magical Express. So... You may consider, you know, Plan B if uh, if you're going there and want to ride that Magical Express. However, some people love it because they put on Disney cartoons on the TV. Um, it just sometimes takes a little while to get on that bus, and then taking that bus to your resort um, takes a little bit of time. So 
that's the magical express that's what that looks like i would encourage you like do some research but i would prefer doing some sort of ride share from the airport if you're not renting a car just to get there um, you could even keep your luggage on the magical express and you know do a ride share to your resort or to an actual park and then come back to your hotel if that's what you want to do but magical express sounds amazing it can be amazing if there's not a long wait but if you know you're going during a peak time this year i would steer clear of the magical express so if you're thinking about um you know this summer whenever it's been really busy or if you decide to go during fall break for example this year which fall break traditionally in some areas of the country a bunch of people come down um, in October. It's like a spring break, except it's in the fall. That time's extremely busy. And then also you look at like the just December time frames where it's traditionally busy. You know, I'd probably steer clear from Magical Express, but that's Magical Express. So just elaborating on the bus system. So go, steering away from Magical Express, but buses in general um, within Walt Disney World, just know times that are given are not always accurate. Sometimes you can follow a time and, and truly know that that bus is going to be there, especially if it's not a super busy week at Disney. Um, but sometimes those, those buses are not accurate. Like if Disney says the buses are going to run every 20 or 30 minutes, um, that's not always true. I would always account for longer um, wait times for those buses than then they're given. So, you know, it can be late transportation. If you need to be somewhere quick, I would advise having a plan B. Um, also remember buses start running 45 minutes before the park opens and then they run an after an hour after when the park closes. So that way you know when those buses are coming. But, you know, be patient with buses because they're definitely not going to be on time. Um, buses are available at every Disney World resort. Um, so wherever you're staying, you're going to have buses. Um, but just know, like, you could have a long, long line, especially if you're at Caribbean Beach, Port Orleans. Um, those are notoriously longer lines to wait in. So just know that. And then also, if you're using the bus as your only means of transportation, in the evening, those theme parks it's going to be crazy, right? Getting on that bus at the end of the night um, is first off going to take you a while. Like multiple people are going to get on, try to use that bus to get back to the resort after you're leaving the park or after park close. So just be aware that you're going to have to wait a long time and then you're going to be getting on a bus with a bunch of people that have been in the park all day. So it's going to be a little stinky in there. People are going to be all sweaty from the day all that sort of stuff they turn off the lights like half the kids fall asleep in their stroller in their parents laps um, they turn off the lights but then when the light comes on when you get to a bus stop it's sort of like magical like everybody kind of wakes up and perks up but it's really quiet during that bus ride it's definitely something to experience if you've never experienced it um, but the bus system is not always reliable uh, so just beware I would always plan to be somewhere way, way far in advance if you're using the bus system. Like if you are rushing to get to a dining reservation and trying to use the bus system to get you there, probably not going to make it. So just always make sure you plan extra, extra time if you're using the bus as your main means of transportation. Also, just another thing about buses, like if 
you are going to Magic Kingdom, you have to park at the Ticket and Transportation Center or people are unloaded at that Ticket and Transportation Center. So if you're a person driving a car, sometimes they have a bus that drives from the Ticket and Transportation Center to Magic Kingdom, um, which is the quickest way to get to Magic Kingdom from the Ticket and Transportation Center, which is where you park to get into Magic Kingdom if, you, if you've driven a car. So just another bus that's out there and available. So sometimes they have that running when it's extremely busy and it's actually the quickest way. It's not quite as magical, but it is quick. I mean, that's the good thing about taking a bus to Magic Kingdom from the resorts is it'll drop you off at the entrance of Magic Kingdom where if you drive a car, you have to park at the Ticket and Transportation Center. So that's a huge advantage of the bus is it takes you to the front of the park and you don't have to go to that Ticket and Transportation Center like you do if you're driving a car. So bus, like I said, it's an okay transportation. Sometimes it's really great, but during peak times, it can be um, a bear to utilize. So just know, you know, it's gonna be busy during busy times. You're gonna have to wait to actually get on that bus and then it's gonna take it's gonna take you a little bit of time and you're gonna be crammed in there with a bunch of people so just know that's what the bus is like um, be prepared if you're going off peak times like september for example bus is probably perfectly fine but if you're going during peak times um, just beware just know what you're getting into leave some time and uh you know have fun with everybody that's on there don't forget to thank your bus drivers i think that you know, they are constantly going and going and going and nobody really appreciates what they do. So take time, tell them thanks if you're riding the bus. So that's kind of the bus. So I talked about parking a car at the TTC, um, the Ticket and Transportation Center for Magic Kingdom. So I'm gonna go to cars. Um, this is definitely the easiest way um, to get places around Disney. Like if you have your own car, you don't have to wait on any transportation. You don't have to wait on a bus. You don't have to wait on a monorail. If you park close to where you're staying, you can just go out your car and drive to a park. Um, getting to every park and parking is super, super easy, except for Magic Kingdom. So like I spoke about, Magic Kingdom, you can't park at the entrance. You have to park at the Ticket and Transportation Center, and then you have to take a bus, a ferry, or the monorail to get to the Magic Kingdom. However, it's super easy for every other park to just drive there and park and then walk up to the entrance. So. Just my suggestion if you have a car, um, definitely the other three parks outside of Magic Kingdom, super quick, super easy way to get to the park. I would tell you if you are driving, whether you're driving in because you're staying out or you've rented a car or whatever, I would encourage you to use your GPS. So every phone that you have has you know, Waze or the Maps app, follow that. Follow where that tells you to go because Disney tells you to go some weird ways sometimes and it's not necessarily the quickest route they want traffic to go certain ways for certain reasons but use your gps you could get there a little bit quicker um, so talking about going to the park so if you are going to park at any of the parks it's going to be 22 dollars per day um, actually that may have went up to 24 dollars. it's not cheap let's just say that okay so you're gonna to pay to park at the park, and you can once you pay that one fee, you can travel to multiple parks and park there. So if I pay to park at Animal Kingdom and later I park hop and wanna to go to Epcot, like I don't have to pay to park again. So that parking is per day, 
and you can actually get preferred parking, which is $45 to $55, depending where you are. So that's super expensive. Like, is that worth it? You know, I don't know. I, I personally wouldn't pay for it. I would tell you if you're going to rope drop, meaning you're getting to the park first thing in the morning, right when those gates open, you're basically parking in preferred parking. Like it is just as close as preferred parking. So if you're gonna do that every day, definitely don't pay for preferred parking. But some people pay for it because one, they wanna be close or they have people that don't can't walk that far, don't wanna walk that much, or they know they're gonna to have to come out because they have a cooler in the car and they wanna come out and eat lunch. Uh, whatever, whatever it is, like there's reasons why people pay for preferred parking. I personally do not think it's worth it. However, you know, so you may. I mean, that is everyone's own devices. You know, you can figure that out for yourself. But parking per day is, you know, mid-20s to low-20 parking per day. So it's expensive. What I will tell you is if you're staying overnight at a Disney resort, you're paying for parking at the resort. So whether it's the value resort, the moderate resort, and deluxe resort it's all different how much you pay per night so the value resorts last i knew were 15 moderate were 20 and the deluxe were 25 per night you have to pay to park um, your car at the resorts now if you've paid that and you're staying at an overnight as a disney guest at the resorts you do not have to pay for parking at the park so you don't have to pay that additional dollar amount so you're just paying for that fee to park at your hotel and then you do not have to pay that parking in the park if it's all tied together so don't worry about that also if you're an annual pass holder uh, you do not have to pay for parking either so that's a perk that annual pass holders do get um, so it's not cheap to park um, so just know kind of what you're getting into factor that in so if you're renting a car you know, you have to pay that car rental price and then factor in how much that parking is as well because it definitely adds up. Um, another tip and trick, like I talked about how people, some people prefer to park in preferred parking because they have family members that they don't want to walk, don't want have to walk. Well, you can drop your family off um, up at the front. There's like drop-off locations. It's essentially where any rideshare company will drop you off. So if you need to drop off somebody you know that you're with you can look for those um you know or say say you have a reservation at a dining location like you could drop um, somebody from your party off to go run and let them know hey they're coming they're just par you know they're parking currently so just know that that's that's something that's available um if you're doing that and i talked about rental cars like rental cars can be super expensive so make sure you're always looking for deals with rental cars before you actually um, book that trip and then also play with the times like you'd be surprised like you could move um, like two hours time when you're on a car rental site and it could save you like sixty dollars I mean something crazy like that so just play around with it as you're getting those rental carters you know, look for deals playing around with the times that you're picking up and dropping off and you can save some money you can also uh, rent a car um, while you're at Disney like if you decide that you needed a car um, there is actually a facility near magic kingdom where um, you can rent a car they'll come pick you up and you can uh, you can rent a car there so just fyi if you decided you needed a car wanted a car for a day like you can get one while you're on disney property some people have talked about trying to use disney springs as a 
option to have park so they don't have to pay for parking that doesn't really work so um you can't really park there to avoid paying for parking at theme parks because um the buses don't run to theme parks essentially from disney springs so what people are saying to do is park there then take a bus to you know a resort and then take another bus from the resort to the park now if you listen to my first part about buses that's going to take forever and, and to me time is so much money at disney it is not worth that hassle and then also the buses stop running um, late in the evening and aren't running early in the morning to get you um, from Disney Springs. So really not an option. I mean, if you go during the middle of the day and like to a park and you wanted to park there, you could make it happen. Um, it's just going to take a while to get there because you have to take a bus to a resort and then a bus to, um, you know, the, the park from the resort. So I wouldn't recommend it, but you can do it. Also, if you're staying um, at a resort and you have a disability parking permit, just let you know you get free valet parking at the resort. So a lot of people don't know that. So if you have a disability and you have that disability parking permit and you're staying on property, uh, you can do valet parking for free. And I forget how much valet parking is at the resorts, but they do offer it. So that's just another option. So just to summarize cars, like a car at Disney World, I think is amazing because you can just take it anywhere you don't have to wait for other people you don't have to wait uh, for bus or monorail or any of that stuff you just get in your car and you go the only downside to a car at disney world is the price and parking at magic kingdom so those are the two drawbacks uh however i think it's super super convenient so those that prefer convenience i think a car is uh pretty great now, transitioning from the car to the monorail, and some people may be like, I don't even know what the monorail is. Well, it's that like tubular like train thing you see rolling around <laughs> um, tracks around Disney World and Epcot. So um, the monorail can be a huge, huge benefit. Like if you are going to Epcot or Magic Kingdom, or say you're only coming for a day or two, I mean, that, Eb that monorail can get you to Epcot and Magic Kingdom, and that's all the transportation you would need. Uh, super easy to get to Epcot and Magic Kingdom on that monorail if you're staying um, at one of those properties. So it's awesome. It's super quick, and I highly recommend it. I mean, one thing too, like while boarding the monorail, just make sure like walk towards the end. Like if you had all the way to the end of the monorail platform, like there's gonna be far, far, far less people, and you may get a car by yourself with your family. So I, can, I do definitely recommend that. Another tip and trick that I can give you about the monorail is um, at the end of the night, um, take the resort monorail instead of the express monorail. I know that it's a little different, but um, the resort monorail will likely be quicker than the express monorail um, just because there's a lot less people trying to get on it. So just a tip, they both go to the TTC, um, so you can take that resort monorail um, to get back to the ticket and transportation center if you parked a car. Um, so just know that that's available. But like I said, if you are just going to the Magic Kingdom or just going to Epcot, if you stay at a resort that is on the monorail, best transportation you could have. It's quick, it's easy, and very, very simple. Now, 
there's no um, current stop on the Polynesian. They're doing construction there, so hopefully that gets opened back up again. But outside of that, um, just a huge benefit to take that monorail if you're at, you know, if you're at one of those resorts now. If you're at one of those resorts and want to go to one of the other two parks, you're going to have to take a different means of transportation. So some of them you can take a boat, some you'd have to take a bus. Um, so just, just heads up there. So talking about a boats um, or the ferry. So the ferry may be one of your faster options if you are at the Ticket and Transportation Center. So like I said, if you had to park a car at the Ticket and Transportation Center at Magic Kingdom, you can consider taking that ferry. Like it, it holds a lot of people. Um, wait times could be much, much shorter than the monorail. But like I said, if it's all about speed for you, look for a bus. See if they're running those buses from the Ticket and Transportation Center. But I love the ferry. It's very, it's magical too, just like the monorail. I think it's really a cool thing to take coming back to the Ticket and Transportation Center. Um, just because I think it's peaceful. The water's peaceful. Um, but it's pretty cool. But I would tell you, like, there's an electrical water um, pageant there in the lagoon, in Seven Seas Lagoon, and it happens nightly. Like, I would not take the the boat during that pageant. Um, so, because um, they can't operate during that showtime. So just know kind of what's going on there. That may be why you can't take that ferry. So the newest transportation in Disney, which I absolutely love, like it's just fun. To me, it's another ride within Walt Disney World, and that is the Disney Skyliner. Disney Skyliner is awesome. Like you get in there, and I mean, you're just like hovering above, you know, parts of Walt Disney World, and it's fun. Like I enjoy it. You get a good breeze through there. There's no air conditioning, but you know, a good bit of wind comes through those Skyliners. But the Skyliner goes to um, a few different resorts and then also Epcot and Disney Hollywood Studios. So it goes to uh, Pop Century, Art of Animation, um, Caribbean Beach Resort, uh, Riviera. So if you're staying at one of those places, like it is one of the best means of transportation. Now, I talked about buses earlier. I should have mentioned this during the bus um, rant that I had. <laughs> But these resorts actually reduce their bus transportation. So if you're trying to take a bus from any of those resorts I just mentioned, there are less and less buses there. Um, and the times will, will dictate that because they want you to take the Skyliner. So just to give you an idea of how long the Skyliner takes. So from Caribbean Beach to Hollywood Studios is about five minutes, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, this is when you're actually in the Skyliner. And then from Caribbean Beach to Epcot, um, would you go into the International Gage, Gateway, which is the back entrance to Epcot? It's about, it's about 12, 13 minutes uh, from Caribbean Beach to the International Gateway, which is Epcot. And then the Caribbean Beach to Pop Century is about five minutes. So you can kind of tack on those extra five minutes to those times. So you're thinking like basically to Pop Century to Hollywood Studios is a little over 10 minutes. Um, and then... You know, it's about 17 minutes, the International Gateway. Now, this is saying that you're not waiting in line to get on a Skyliner. Because during peak times recently and when the parks close at night, this line can get extremely long. Like, it may take you anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes to actually get on the Skyliner during peak time. So just know uh, that 
Skyliner is very quick and it's very easy, but you're probably gonna have to wait in, wait in some lines. But if you've never ridden the Skyliner, I suggest it. Like even if you're not staying at a resort, like if you go to Epcot, come out the backside of Epcot right there near France where the International Gateway is. Jump on the Skyliner, take it for a ride and back. Like it's super enjoyable. You can actually see into the new France where Ratatouille is going to be and the Crapery. It's a cool, cool ride. So highly suggest you guys actually treating it as like a another ride or if you don't want to do it from there, you can, you know, walk right out of Hollywood Studios and jump on it and take it for a ride and come back. So uh, Skyliner is definitely cool. You should check it out. I, I really love the Skyliner. So my next form of transportation is rideshare. Um, rideshare services are probably the fastest, um, sometimes the easiest, uh, but they can be a little bit troublesome as well, but they probably are one of the fastest ways to get here and there. I would just encourage you to look for discounts. You could sign up for a subscription. Um, just to give you an idea, like your average day Average trips are probably gonna be like eighteen to fifteen dollars. Airport like forty to fifty maybe. Um, one bad thing is about Magic Kingdom, like the drop off there is at the Ticket and Transportation Center. So where buses take you all the way up to the entrance of Magic Kingdom, dropping off at Magic Kingdom with a rideshare service is at the Ticket and Transportation Center, just like you parked a car. Now rideshares during peak times can get astronomical. So if you're trying to use rideshare right after Magic Kingdom close, right after the fireworks, one, you, you can get in line for it, but it's going to cost you quite a bit of money, way more than that what I just mentioned, and you're probably going to have to wait for it. So I wouldn't suggest doing rideshare during those times, but man, if you don't care about paying that money and you want to do that on a daily basis and you don't care about peak times, like it's essentially one of the best ways to get from here to there and so when you think about renting a car like you know price it out like price out how much it is to rent a car for the week how much it is to park that car and then look at how much ride share would be because ride share may be cheaper so you can look at it i know um, i've used ride share before and it's been great and then i've used it before and it's been pretty expensive and terrible or i couldn't find um, ride share but anyway you know, have Uber, have Lyft, you know, price compare. I know that's what I do whenever I have to use them. I look at both of them to see who's, you know, least expensive, and that's who I go with. So rideshare could be fast. It's definitely not the cheapest, um, but it could be the easiest as well. So just know. Now, off-site transportation. So say you're not staying on Disney property, which is me the majority of the time, actually. Uh but that off-site transportation is definitely unreliable. Like I talked about the buses at Disney Resort. Well, <laughs> the buses off-site are probably much worse. Like they don't really have control of those buses. They may only have one person running that bus. I've just found it to not be very convenient. Now, some people say it's great and probably depending on the resort that you're at, it could be different. Um, but I would just plan that it's not going to get there when you want you when you want to get there. So, uh, offsite transportation buses are a little bit unreliable. So you can, you know, read reviews about that on any website for those hotels that you're staying at or resorts that you're staying at. So just just check that out. 
So last but not least is your old trusty feet. So walking maybe the best way around Disney World. Like if you can walk to where you're going rather than taking one of these transportations that I've told you about, it may be the best way. It truly may. Now, like Tyler, like how am I going to walk to places? Well, there's Epcot area resorts um, and there's Hollywood Studios resorts, like resorts that are in between those two. You can definitely walk from those resorts to Hollywood Studios and you can walk from those resorts to Epcot. So talk about like the boardwalk or... Uh, beach and yacht club like so close to epcot right there at the back entrance to epcot like super easy like amazing i know i know i've done run disney um events before and you can't really use that gateway in the morning when you are trying to go start your race but now if you have a park pass to epcot essentially when that race is over you could walk through Epcot to get back to your resort and you don't have to worry about the buses or any type of other transportation. Um, so anyway, just an option that's out there, but those resorts so close to Epcot, they're amazing. They're also pretty close walk to Hollywood Studios. So Swan and Dolphin that are run by Marriott, they're closer uh, to Epcot, but you can, I mean, to Hollywood Studios and you can walk to Hollywood Studios from any of those four and you can walk to Epcot with any of those four. And then there's also, um, the Contemporary and Bay Lake Towers, the Contemporary, you can walk from there to Magic Kingdom. And this place, if you're only going to go to Magic Kingdom, like say you're going to Disney for one day or two days and you're only going to Magic Kingdom, there's something to be said about, I'm just going to come out of my hotel and walk to the Magic Kingdom. So um, those resorts you can walk. They just opened a walkway from the Grand Floridian uh, to Magic Kingdom as well. Uh, so you could walk from there. You can also walk from the Polynesian. It's a little bit longer of a walk, but you'd have to walk through, uh, walk all the way to the Grand Floridian and then use that path. But that is doable. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about walking. Like if you could walk to parks and save your time, like if you know you're going to be spending a bunch of time at Hollywood Studios or you really want to eat dinner every night at in Epcot, like you're gonna park hop, like staying at one of those resorts that you could walk to Epcot, huge, huge time saver. Uh, so yeah, just keep that in mind. Um, one other thing about walking is, <laughs> no matter the transportation that you take, um, you're gonna have to walk. <laughs> if you park a car, guess what? You're gonna have to walk. If you take a bus, you're gonna have to walk. So just know, walking is no joke at Disney World and I've mentioned it many a times on this podcast so make sure you have some great shoes that are broken in before you go to Disney World walk 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 that is what you're going to do so a few other um few other things I want to talk about like travel tips um just to kind of give you guys if uh if you're staying at a Disney Resort and a lot of people will uh, resort hop, believe it or not. So they will say they stay at the Contemporary for two nights because they're going to go to Magic Kingdom. And then they go to, who knows, like Animal Kingdom Lodge, or maybe they go to uh, the Boardwalk because they want to be able to walk to Epcot. So if you do that, you can take your luggage to Bell Service and they'll transfer all your luggage for you, which is really nice. Um, you can call them and they can come get your luggage and do that for you. So that's really cool. Um, other travel tips like strollers, 
Um, just know that if you're traveling with a stroller on any of these transportations, like you're gonna probably have to collapse that stroller. Um, some of the transportation boats and stuff, you do not have to uh, collapse that stroller, but just remember when you're using that stroller as, hey, just put everything in the stroller, like at some point you may have to collapse that down. So just a heads up on that. Also, you can rent strollers uh, when you get down there. So I would encourage you to maybe not use Disney strollers. Like you can rent them from other companies because um, Disney can get expensive and or they're maybe not the best stroller. So um, just know that as well. Another travel trip or transportation trip, like if you want to avoid the madness and insane amount of people, basically just stay late at closing time. Like you take Magic Kingdom, for example, hang out on Main Street or walk back behind the castle and let the let the crowds like filter out. If you don't need to get home for any reason, just hang out, go to the shops, let the madness kind of settle down before you go to get on that monorail or that ferry boat. Um, trust me, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's good to do because it is insane when whenever those parks first close. Also, um, I would tell you with the bus loops. When I talked about the bus loops, if you have an electric scooter. Um, you may want to avoid hotels that have major bus loops. So I talked about like Port Orleans or Caribbean Beach or um, even the All Stars. Like I would, um, I would maybe skip those because it's, it's more difficult. Like if you have an electric scooter, like it takes a lot longer to get on. And if there's a bunch of people, like you may have to wait for another bus with that electric scooter. So just know that that's out there as well. But when, I, when I've talked about all this transportation, like, you know, think about your hotel when you think about this transportation, like, you know, whether it's a Skyliner hotel, whether it's only a bus, whether it's a combination of monorail and bus, you know, think about where you're staying uh, and your transportation, because it's going to make your vacation much more enjoyable if you already know what you're going to, you're going to do. And like I said, the International Gateway, which is the back entrance to Epcot, um, Boardwalk Inn, Yacht and Beach Club, Swan and Dolphin, like huge, huge advantage if you want to walk to those parks, that in Hollywood Studios. So just know where know where you're going to stay and what that transportation is going to look like. But when it boils down to all these transportation and travels information, like my top transportation, like me personally, um, if I had an infinite amount of money, probably a ride share. Like I really would use that uh and and pay for it if if i had uh all the money but i don't so for me usually personal car is where i kind of follow and i just budget that i budget it into my trip because i love having the ability to just be able to go somewhere whether it, that's to the store or to the park or to come home and not have to worry about man i don't want to wait at the bus stop and you know i know it's going to take like 90 minutes from now for me to go wait for the bus take the bus get back to the hotel and then when i want to come back i gotta wait for the bus again like i just want to get in a car drive there be there be done go back with the car but that's just me personally um because i don't stay at resorts traditionally that i can walk or that are on that monorail because you know they're pretty pricey so anyway those are my top travel tips or transportation 
Hopefully you got something from this podcast. Please, if you have time, like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, write a review. I really appreciate you all listening today and can't wait for you guys to listen next time. Have a magical day.